Welcome back to Travolta. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering from Paris with love. Enjoy the episode. That's right, folks. This week, Travolting is taking the badass dive into the Parisian underworld for a movie that does not make sense. I could not follow. I don't remember. <laughs> that I watched four hours ago. It's got cocaine. It's and got hookers. hookers. And it's got Suicide Travolta. <laughs> That's the way you went for Suicide Bombers and I went for John Travolta. I thought we were in lockstep on that one. I thought we were ready for that. Okay. Thank you for joining us on the second episode. episode of John Travolta. On Travolta. You can find us on Spotify. <laughs> oh, fuck me. No, for better or for worse, we're here to talk about the 2010 film From Paris with Love. And to answer that question, it is for worse. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. Um, so, folks, uh, we talked in our last two episodes about how we're in the Travolta exploitation era, as we're calling it now. Yeah. And uh, we are firmly in that era. Yes. This, we are there. Whether whether we were correct in the matter of speaking of making taking a Pelham one, two, three as a beginning or whether we should have made it as this. Regardless, we're re- in it. We're in it. We're firmly in it. We're, we're in it. And you can just tell from the movie poster. Oh, my God. To the listener home, as long as you're not driving a car, be responsible. Pull your phone out. Type in the words from Paris with love poster. I'm going to give you a second to do that. All right. Now you've seen this poster. You've probably seen the first Google image result. You see that it is just horribly composited images of John Travolta and Jonathan Reismeyer's on a car shooting guns and bazookas. Because that's right, folks. That's the error. There's also this one that's Travolta's goatee with a gun in front of it. Tragic. But yes from Paris with love. Stuart's looking up the poster right now. I he am. just needs proof as to the oh, horror. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it. The horror. The horror. horror. Ah, yeah. Uh, from pa- two, two agents, one city, no mercy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is that the plot of that movie? <laughs> That's honestly, I don't know what the plot of that movie is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Jeff, I would watch this movie and I would see what's the guy's name? Jonathan Reese. Jonathan Rise Myers. Jonathan Reese-Myers. I would watch Jonathan Rise Myers uh trying to put a stick of gum with a bug to plant on a desk. I would look down for two seconds and look up and see him doing blow and banging hookers. Like I, I don't know what happened in this movie. Mm. I don't know. And um 
I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so what, yeah. Talk. Let's let's go to context corner. Yeah, context corner. Yeah. So this movie's called From Paris with Love. It's set in Paris. That's the context. No. Uh, so this is. Do you f- do you actually have any context for it? This we're in the era now where there's really not much to be found. Right. But the the ostensible ostensibly the way this film fits into the John, world. John Travolta's agent got a call and said, "Do you want to do, do you this know who money? directed this movie?" No. Pierre Morel is a French director. He is the director of Taken. Uh, sorry, I'm yawning. Oh, really? The director of the Liam Neeson vehicle Taken, which we talked about a few weeks ago and taking a pill him one, two, three, amongst many other things. Um, this is his immediate follow-up to it. Um, it's a Europa Corp picture, which is Luc Besson's company um, that just kind of tried to become its own distribution power in mm-hmm. Europe. Yeah. Um, mostly by you know making movies like this that you could sell the foreign rights easily and pretty much make your profit back before you would even start shooting the movie. Yeah. Um, that's where a lot of these action movies that came from like European powerhouses in this era came from. And it's where a lot of the, like the bread and butter of like your Bruce Willis's and your John Cusack's and your John Travolta's nowadays get their money from is these like direct-to-video action movies that you sell the rights overseas for, make your profit before it even comes out. Yeah. Um, but that's where this movie comes from. It is hilariously, at the time, kind of envisioned as a comeback for Travolta. No, it is not. <laughs> what? Um, Come on. I remember reading this, that it was pretty much his like comeback vehicle. This is the first movie he does after his son has passed away, Jet. Yeah. And... It sh- it, I mean... This movie had to have been shot just a year after. Yeah, so this movie comes out February 5th of 2005, 2010. Why did I say 5? February 5th of 2010. I can't find exactly the information about what I started filming, but it's roughly around the same time. Um, And so this is kind of a rebound for him, and it's him fully making the segue into trying to be an action guy. Yeah. Because, like, he'd done action movies in the past, but he's never been an action guy. Right. Yeah. He's an actor who does action movies. Yeah. It's like Tom Cruise before he started only doing action movies. Yeah. <clears throat> um, And this was his rebranding. is like, I'm an action guy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just picked the wrong uh, hand to play his cards with. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say just because, like, this is one of many movies that's going to make the same point. Yes. So that's that's basically the extent of the con- I mean it's called From Paris with Love in a reference to the James Bond film From Russia with Love. Even though it has nothing to do with that movie. Is this even remotely close to being a James Bond film? It's got uh, agents in it. <laughs> it does have agents. It does have agents who do crazy stunts. Um Travolta's bald in this. He is bald in this. Uh this is the movie that inspired the skinhead John Travolta meme. Yes. Uh which aren't we all blessed? <laughs> we are. Yes, so that's the context corner. <laughs> um, let's knock out the hair ranking real quick. Cue you just want to hair- get into it? Yeah, let's cue the hair ranking music.
Welcome to the hair ranking. Um, if you look at the hair ranking list, you can see I also put this in its spot. Jeff. Yeah, I have it open. Would you like to tell the audience where it is? It's in a separate column. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, you may be asking, well, doesn't he have facial hair in this? And yes, he does. And I could, I guess, judge this as, pardon for the siren. Just going to hold for sound real quick. And, oh, there it is. It's done. Um, and so you may ask yourself, well, Stuart, you have hair to judge. It's facial hair. He does have a goatee. He does have a goatee. Um, and you could say, like, why don't you just judge it based on that and put that in the hair ranking? Why are you putting it in its own category? And I would say, well, facial hair isn't ever the main structure of the vote. It's an but it does count. It's an accessory. Yes. Well, it's, a, it's an accessory. Stuart, I have, a, I have a, a counterpoint to the point you're making. Why is all of a sudden everybody fighting me on my hair ranking picks? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, you're, you're saying right now that uh, you're, you're saying at this moment in time that you're, it's in a separate column because he has no hair in this movie, correct? Yes. He has no hair in the motion picture, um, The Devil's Reign. Well, he does have hair, but it's covered by do you, a How do you know? You never see it. Well, you do kind of see it. You don't. You do kind of see no, it. No, he has the hood up the whole time. Well, it's but like I, a tight hood. I would argue that... It's magnificent Desolation, Walking on the Moon, is in our list. So you're trying to make the point that it should go somewhere on the main list. Yes, that's the point I'm making, but... It is your list, and I'm not going to countermand you on it. I will simply put it in the list, in the canonical list. Well, I guess... No, 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 no. I think you make a fair point. I'm not above changing my mind. Um, I I suppose it'd have to be in a similar fashion of how I did the regular Travolta hair. Yeah. How it all kind of went bunched up with each other. Yeah. So, can I see the hair ranking real quick? I'm going to move it somewhere just to appease you in the audience. Folks, if you listen to our episode two weeks it, ago, I do think it is very. That is a very good bit that you just put it in a separate column. I do enjoy that. Um, it's going to go above Bolt, below Face Off Cage. Above Bolt, below Face Off Cage. Above yeah. an animated movie where we don't see hair. <laughs> below an actor below, who is not John Travolta. Who is not John Travolta? And I feel like for the future, a lot of his bald. I mean, how often is he bald in movies? Mm, a lot coming up. Yeah, so that's going to probably all bunch up Actually, there. not much, um, but from this point on, like, we're in real life. And how many episodes are we? do we have left? Or how many episodes are we going to cover total? Like, 78? So, we're doing 73 total episodes, 72 possibly, depending on if Paradise City makes it. So, we're going to add, like, what, five bald hair rankings? I think it's only going to be one or two. Oh, really? Because I'm, he's. it's only in, like... I think Paradise City actually might be his first movie where he doesn't wear a wig for or intentionally choose to be bald in it. I think this is the first time. This movie, being bald is a character choice. Yeah. Paradise City is the one where he's actually just bald. Yeah. Like IRL. Uh, so I want to say, before we get into the movie, I googled skinhead John Travolta meme as a reminder. And some of these reminders of 2010 culture are just, can you please read to the audience what this meme is? It is uh, four screenshots of the scene of the dinner table scene with in from Paris with Love. I'm sure folks and have seen this meme. Before. The first screenshot, yes, is like the woman and the text is, "I'm going to go to a Justin Bieber concert." 
concert spelled wrong. Bieber spelled wrong. Bieber spelled wrong. Then it shows Travolta's reaction. Then it shows the third panel, Travolta shooting her in the head. And then the fourth panel, Travolta smiling at the camera saying, not anymore. Yeah. The, I'm fine. I'm not going to bore the audience with me just reading skinhead John Travolta memes, but these are all hilariously bad. Yeah. Ugh. Jesus. So. Oh, that's funny. I just read a fun fact about this movie. Um, would you like to share for the class? No, I would not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I'm in the master roster right now, and Becca's in here as well, which means she's making uh, some new graphic designs for us. Um, as, as we speak. As we speak. Nice. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, so the movie. Yes. So we can honestly just dive right into this. How does this movie start? The, the context is that Travolta's in a low point, and it's not getting better. It's going to be the same context for yeah. a while. So the second this movie starts and I saw the Europa Corp logo, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's what I was like. Not only is Europa Corp known for, oh, my Jesus Christ. What? Uh, I mistyped that. Not only is Europa Corp known for just, like, terrible business practices and, like, abusive behavior um, and, like, rape allegations within the company. Jesus Christ. Um. But it also just has, generally speaking, a very poor lineup of movies. The year that this movie comes out, it has 22 bullets. The extraordinary... Uh, I'm try- trying to find like movies that went nation- like worldwide instead of just a, uh, you know, French independent films. Arthur Three: The War on Two Fronts, Storm, A View of Love, The Source, A Monster in Paris, Columbiana, like Taken. It's all dire. Yeah. And uh, this is indicative of that. And right as I saw the Europa Corp, I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what I'm getting into. But. I want to say. But what? This is from, This is really like my kind of movie. Shut up. No, it's not. This is my kind of movie. I know what your kind of movie no, is, and this is not it. This is a two out of five. It's also exactly my kind of movie. I don't understand. It's a very bad movie. Um, Terrible, in fact moderately racist at parts yes but it's the type of low quality direct to video shitty action that I really enjoy throwing on at like 11 o'clock at night I, I I don't understand that but okay so like the movies that we're getting into with Travolta you know the From Paris is with Love the Speed Kills movies like Money Plane where they're made for like a 5 million dollar budget though this movie's budget was fairly high um Movies made for low budgets that you're usually just sent direct to video are kind of like my like what I enjoy just throwing on late at night to laugh at. This is exactly my type of movie to like laugh at. And I had a really good time laughing at this movie. I could not pay attention to this movie at all. This movie was cracking me up. I don't mean to jump so far ahead, but what was the budget of this movie? Fifty two million. That is pretty high. Do you know what the box office of this movie was? What? Fifty-two million. <laughs> <laughs> it did not make money. It made it lost money, in fact. But not only is it Europa Corp, but as I said, it was the director of Taken did this as his immediate follow-up, and you can tell he's trying to go bigger than Taken. Uh, he's trying to make an international spy movie along the lines of like a James Bond or a Mission Impossible. Um, no, no. So. Railway. Oh, God. The first yawn. Um, this is not the first. This is going to be a lot. Right away, we're introduced to uh, James Reese, played by Jonathan Rhys Myers, um, the shell of a career. I don't uh, know what else he's been in. He was in... He was in He was in Mission Impossible 3. 
He was kind of like one of those guys where in the 2000s where everyone's like, he's going to pop off soon, and then he just like never did. Yeah. Now, he won a Golden Glove for playing Elvis in an Elvis TV show. He was in the Tudors. But he just never quite makes the jump. Right. He just is always on the precipice. He's a working actor. Yeah, and eventually he does make the jump, but it's in a movie like this where he gets he's the lead. And Travolta's still top bill, but he's the lead character in this movie. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to him, and he's the amb- the assistant to the ambas- the American ambassador to France. But he's also a secret agent who's spying on other ambassadors. And we get this sequence showing how he does his work where he has to put a, uh, like a sound plant, a wire. In, on a desk. On a desk. When he uses gum. Yeah, and this movie has the strangest tone to it. Yeah. Because this is like a scene out of the naked gun. Yeah, it's trying to be funny. Yeah, he like puts gum on the back of this uh, recorder and then he tries to stick it on the desk and it falls. Right. And then he has to drop his pen to pretend to go down and grab it and everyone's like, why are you dropping your pen? And then he does it again. It still doesn't stick and eventually he has to like maneuver a stapler and staple it on. It's, it's a scene straight out of the naked gun. Yeah. And this movie puts it randomly right there. Yeah, because in the rest of the movie it's like women are getting shot in the head. Yeah. Terrible things are happening. Yeah. Um, but he spies on, you know, he puts that plant there, and he's told a great job. And he goes home to his fiance, fiance girlfriend at the time, because they get engaged this at the scene. Oh God, I don't remember that at all. He goes home to oh God, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the, uh, folks at home, this is not going to be a long episode. Yeah, this is going to be a short. Episode. We treated you two episodes ago. We treated you to like a two and a half hour episode. Yeah, uh, we did not just record it. We definitely didn't. We definitely did not just record um, that episode. Cole is definitely still not on the line. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, Cole. Is uh, not. Would be funny if he was though, and just here listening to us. Uh, so he goes home to his girlfriend, Carol- Caroline, uh, who loves him very much. <laughs> They're very close. Uh, she just he, she, he walks in, she just like immediately takes her clothes off because that is her role in this movie. Yes. Um, and then she's like, I thought that if uh, I'm trying to do a French accent. Don't. It's me. It's me, Caroline. But she's like, she's like, I don't. If you if I did not propose to you, you would never do it. And she drops down to a knee and um, proposes to him and they get engaged. And he gets a phone call from his boss. Which, hey, you know what? Strong female characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he gets a phone call from his, he gets a phone call from his boss. Uh. And his boss is like, this is the moment you've been waiting for. You can become a real agent. You just gotta go get our guy out of customs. And he's like, "Honey, this is the promotion I've been looking for." And she's like, "Oh, that is so good. I'm so proud of you, Jams." <laughs> Folks, if you think Jeff is making like a funny, jokey version of this plot, rest assured, like he is this being is the very, plot of this he is being very accurate. <laughs> and this movie uh, came out in 2010. Yeah, and so he goes to customs in France. Where we're introduced to the bald head of uh, John Travolta, that who then turns around, and he's in customs because he tried to bring a bunch of soda cans, energy drink cans through customs. Me, when he flew in, that is <laughs> actually <Fucking> you. Red Bull. <laughs> and this French guy is like, "It will not enter France," and I'm like, "It kind of already did enter France. It's on the <laughs> like, it, it will not. It's enter, on the table. It will not enter the legal limits of France, is what you should say, buddy. But it's fine." It's it's on the ground in France, <sighs> um, and so Travolta's like uh, he says the phrase, 
You, but you get your motherfucking snail-sucking frog-leg fucking uh, uh, ass out of here to this poor guy. Uh, he's good imme- writing. Trolls great is Im- writing. Trolls is immediately giving a hundred and fifty percent, and I don't necessarily mean that in a good way. And we love him for it, don't yeah. we? We do. We do love him for it. Uh, he's really just going for it. Yeah, he really is. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, he uh, Jonathan Reismeyer gets him out by just slapping a diplomatic mail tag on the energy cam bag, and Trolls like sneaks out of the room, being like, ha ha ha. They get into a car. What's Tr- John Travolta's name in this movie? Charlie Wax. Charlie Wax. And they think... He, wax on, wax he off. He does say they wax make that on, joke. wax off. They make that joke. They make another joke in this movie that is unforgivable, and we'll talk about it when we get to it. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Um, the, the Wikipedia for this movie leads, um, Reese's first test is to have wax released from airport detention by friends customs, and Wax does not want to surrender, surrender cans of his favorite energy drink. I can't, you know, it, it's unfair that you have the Wikipedia pulled up because I'm going straight off of memory and I yeah. have like two scenes memorized in this movie. Yeah. So they get into the car outside Yeah. and Reese is like, what, what was that all about, Wax? Like, why did you want the Andrew King and Trolls just says the words. I wrote this down. Yeah, I, I admit I had to do the diversionary tactics of the dramatical. He says the diversionary tactics of the dramatical to hide much his true intent, which is that in the in the Andrew cans are pieces of his favorite gun, his wife, who he clicks together, and he's like, "All right, go to Chinatown," and they do. Hmm. And they go to Chinatown. Uh, he, he, I'm sorry, Jeff. I know I'm not co- yeah. communicating that much. I just I really don't remember much about this. So movie. they go to Chinatown. Go to Rise Myers is like, "What is this all? What's this mission all about?" And Trolda tells him, "Oh, there's a U.S. senator, Secretary of Defense's do- niece." OD'd on cocaine, and we have to shut down the distributor of it. Right. Which is in Paris, in Chinatown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he said, which is in Paris, in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they go to this They go to this Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Oh, God. And Tra- I do remember this yeah, scene. And Travolta, it's so fucking stupid. And Travolta's like eating food, and Rise Myers is like, that's not real Chinese food. And he's like, why do they serve in a Chinese restaurant? And Ryan Meyer's like, it's, it was American and they just import and like, it just kind of became synonymous with Chinese culture. I just roll and pulls the waiter over. I'm really on at this one. <laughs> he pulls the waiter over to ask him a question and then he points a gun to his head. He's like, where's the supply? <laughs> Yeah, he's just... and immediately the entire wait staff of this restaurant produces machine guns from yeah. their from their aprons and starts open firing. <laughs> the gunfight. Bryce Myers up. like falls to the ground like ah. Travolta, Travolta reveals he is the best fighter in the world. Dude's like doing like karate flips. Well, he has like... he's guns akimbo. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like Travolta's straight up Neo from the Matrix in this scene, except poorly photographed and choreographed because he's like. <laughs> And then about two minutes later, all the guys are dead. Trolls is there unscathed. And Ryan's was like, what was that about? He's like, you killed the weights then. Trolls like, there's no weight snap. They were criminals. <laughs> and Ryan's like, they were criminals that were the drugs. <laughs> and Stuart, do you remember how Travolta reveals the drugs are? Yes. He gets a machine gun and he shoots it at the ceiling. And the cocaine just starts coming raw down from the fucking ceiling. <laughs> and he catches it in a fucking vase. In an antique vase. <laughs> Implying that this 
this this drug smuggling operation that was in a Chinese restaurant, which is like not the most unlike like unbelievable thing that like a restaurant would be a front for a drug smuggling front. And then except just that why are they hiding the cocaine raw in the ceiling? <laughs> What's it doing up there? It's going to get mixed with all the asbestos. <laughs> it's going to get with the asbestos. <laughs> How'd they even get it there? I don't even know. Because they have to take down the tile. And like if there was a, like if, if it was established like there's a piping system or like it's just like, some, like if there's bags up there. But no, it's loose cocaine. <laughs> loose cocaine coming down from the ceiling. Oh my God. They catch God. it in an antique vase and they, they leave. Um, for the rest of this movie, uh, Jonathan Reisner will be carrying this vase around with cocaine. Yeah, but at one point they do cocaine. Yes. Meanwhile, they're trying to stop a cocaine drug ring, but they do cocaine. Yeah. So they go to a um, they go to a, a warehouse. I don't remember this. They go to a warehouse where supposedly this. the head of the um, the 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 drug like company. Is this where there's like the children dancing bit? Yeah. So they, uh, they go to this yeah. like they go to this warehouse and they just start killing a bunch of like Chinese thugs. And there's the dumbest fucking line ever where Rise Myers looks at Trolls and he's like, How many do you think are left in there? And Trolls looks at me and he says, By census, about a billion. By census, about a billion. Because they're Chinese, get it? <laughs> That's what every episode's gonna be like for the next like ten weeks. <laughs> this movie's got juice. No, it does not. <laughs> Travolta then re- continues to reveal himself of being the best fighter in the world as he runs up a staircase, just starts mowing. Travolta only takes cover, I think, once in this movie. <laughs> The whole movie, he's just standing there, straight, just pointing his arms. Kevlar on? Does he have anything? No. He's, he's just wearing like a not, leather jacket. He's just not getting in a scarf a, and a goatee <laughs> and a scarf. He's got a scarf on because yeah. fucking Charlie Wax. And so they kill all the guys here, all of them. Uh, and then they find like the head of the the crime ring, who's sitting in like like an audience watching, watching his children, children perform. Yeah. And Charles so, punts a gun. He's like. I'll blow your fucking head off if you don't write down the piece of paper where your supplier is or where the drugs go to or yeah. whatever. So he writes down the supply. This is the hooker bit. Well, first they go to a, um, before they're like, they get the information that to escape the warehouse and they kill a bunch of guys and they make it out. Great. Um, that's, that's, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is when he says the wax on wax off thing. Where's the, the, horrendous joke uh still still to be had still to be had okay so it after, wasn't the census bit there's yeah. another really oh, i know bad... i know okay yeah 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 yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. i mouthed it to stewart <laughs> stewart got immediately offended when i mouthed it to him. <laughs> oh, i hate uh, it so much so they they go to the top of the eiffel tower for some reason uh like they go to the eiffel tower to get food and then they go to the top of it and Travolta makes Jonathan Reisemeyer do cocaine in the elevator to the top. And they get high at the Eiffel Tower. And then we cut to them in Chinatown again. Why did they go to the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> no fucking idea. <laughs> no fucking idea. <laughs> if, if this is what yeah. the next 10 weeks are going to look like, I might not be upset. <laughs> I think it might be fine <laughs> with me. Uh, so they go, to, so they go to top of Eiffel Tower. They go back. No, they go to like the 
Pakistani district. Yeah, this and, is the hooker bit. Yeah, because they they walk up to like a pimp, and Travolta tells Rise Myers, "Act like you're high. Act like you're just a druggie who's just traveling." He's still carrying this giant vase around, full of cocaine, mind you. Yeah. Um, they go up and Troll's like, "I want to spend a night. I want to drink with one of your ladies." And so they, the and he's two, like, "What do you like to do? Watch?" Yeah, and Rise Myers like, "Yeah, I, that's the one bit I remember." Yeah. And so the the they go up with two hookers to a hotel room. And Rise no, Myers, just one, right? No, there's two. Oh no, yeah, it's just one, just one. Yeah. And Rise Myers like, "Why are we here?" And Troll's like, "I'm going to reveal why." And uh, there's some random German guy in there who they point a gun at and kick him out. He's no no relevant. And Troll's reveals this room actually l- overlooks the uh, supplier of the place that uh, we got the info for, revealing himself to be a great agent. In that moment, this is just me explaining the plot of this movie, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I remember Trollta fucks one of the hookers. Yeah, so he goes into the room and sleeps with the hooker. Reismeyer steals a uh, phone charger from this hotel room and tries to charge his phone because he has to call Caroline because she saw him in the elevator with the hooker. Yeah. And thought, you know, yeah. Right. Um, and Trolls is like... Uh, uh, then Trollta comes out and he's like watching the guys in the supplier. Meanwhile, two guys knock at the door and they start kicking... Jonathan. Yeah, they start beating up Jonathan Reismeyers and Trolls kills them. It's the pimp yeah. and his like muscle. Yeah. Um. So then they take the vase and they go yeah, they to the supplier place. Yeah, they, they leave. And then this is the bit where they had like he, they have a satellite follow the guys who they were watching from well, the window. Isn't the, when we get to the bit where it's like Travolta and Reismeyer are um with like the supplier and he's like, I need like a kilo or something. They all draw guns and it's like, you can't ask for a kilo. It's like that that's like fifteen years in prison. They only carry less than that. He's like, Oh, well they so they don't like being caught around a lot of coke. So they don't like being caught around a lot of coke. Well and then he drops the vase and the vase spills out all the cocaine. Yeah. They all run. Is that right after this? I think Okay, I think I wrote in my notes I don't fucking in my know. notes I wrote no idea what's happening at this point. Yeah. Um and then I wrote my kind of movie right after. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Oh, please. No. So they they somehow they follow this car via satellite to a apartment building where there's like a Pakistani gang. Um this is that cocaine bit. I think. Yes. Yeah. That's where the cocaine bit happens. Yeah. And so they go to the top floor um and they jump Travolta gets some mint tea from a random guy who lives there and he's like, "How do I get this?" And he's like, "It's homemade." And Travolta's like, "That's a shame." And then Travolta jumps out the window and, like, rappels to the floor below and starts killing terrorists because now they're fighting terrorists. Like, oh, yeah. When did that happen? It's a Pakistani terrorist group that they find in this building. Uh, and that's how they infiltrate. And he tells Rise Myers, be on the stairwell and catch them any who escape from me. Uh, like, one guy escapes and Jonathan Rise Myers kills him. And he's like, oh, no, I killed somebody. It's so fucking yeah. stupid. But they're in this building. I hate this movie. <laughs> This movie has no. This scene, this scene. Oh no! Is it the bit? Has the best action thing I've ever seen from John Travolta before. For inexplicably, there's a fireman's pole in the middle of this apartment. Travolta. This the the thing about this movie is that Pierre Morel cuts so much in this movie. There's so many edits. Yeah. On Unmo- there's like eight shots, eight cuts during every action. The character can pick up a phone and like seven different angles capture it. Insane. Yeah. Um, but Travolta's just like whipping around, killing all these terrorists. 
And then he sees a fireman's pole, presumes there are more terrorists below, jumps, slides on the floor head first, hits the fireman's pole, and then makes like an L-shaped downward turn, wraps his legs around the fireman's pole, slides down upside down, guns akimbo shooting guys from it, and then when he gets to the bottom, flips back up and start continues killing them. It's insane. It's so funny looking. I don't remember that. It's so funny. I, I must have zoned out. You understandably so, but they get all the terrorists, and then Reismeyer's like, well, "I wonder where this all leads." And Troll's like, "Come in here. There's something you should see." So he goes in the room, and there's a bunch of pictures of Jonathan Reismeyer's on the wall. <gasps> and Troll's like, "Are you in on this?" And Reismeyer's like, "No, I'm not." Um, and then the police show up in the escape. And Reismeyer's like, we got to save the cops. There's a bomb on that door. Troll's like, you can't. And then the bomb explodes and kills the cops anyway. Uh, and that's that. They blow up their car on the way out because it has their prints in it. They take another car. and uh, <laughs> The next thing I remember, Jeff, is they go, is the, the, the skin. The unforgivable scene. Because oh, that, is, that is what's next. Oh, that's what's next. Yeah, so this is this is the real reason to talk about this movie. They, um, Rise Myers and Travolta pull up at a random park near the Eiffel Tower, I presume. And, uh, like, oh, they gotta meet the trench coats. Yeah, they gotta meet a guy with a trench coat comes up and, like, hands Travolta a, plas- a, a paper bag and then walks off. And mm. Rise Myers, and, like, the audience is led to believe, like, this is gonna be some, like, new weapon or something. Or drugs or. And Travolta's just like, oh, these things are gonna kill me one day. And instead of pulling out anything that you would expect, he pulls out a cheeseburger. Says, what kind of cheeseburger? He says, here in Paris, they call this a Royale with cheese. Fuck, no, fuck you. you. Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck so, this movie. Oh, so offensive it is very that they would dare do that. Just chop off their hands. It is so rude of them. I hate them. It's almost as bad as White Castle. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this movie's as good as Pulp Fiction. We can make this joke. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got it. He had to bring that up. They go from, uh, they go to back to his apartment, don't they? Yes. They go back to his apartment and because his Caroline wants to meet his friend, his partner. And also who's the other girl? There's there? just another woman there. A Pakistani woman. Who is she? Why? Why? Uh, she's just Caroline's friend. And so they're all sitting at the table and they're having a good time at dinner. Jonathan Rise Myers talks on the phone. So does, uh, oh wait. Travolta gets a phone call and he steps in the corner to answer and then he comes and sits down again. And they're all just talking and then Caroline's friend gets a phone call. Ooh, oh my god. She answers the phone call. Stuart's giving me a look right now. She answers the phone call uh, and says the words, Rose? And then Travolta pulls out a gun and shoots her in the head. Yeah. And, and Caroline and Jonathan Rose is like, what the fuck? And then Travolta's like, Rose was a code word. When I heard it, I knew I had to kill the person. And he's like, she's probably in on it, too. And points at Carolyn. he's like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, no, 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 no. I, she's in on it. I know she is. And he's like, I bet she's been tracking you with that ring you got on. This this could have been an interesting turning point. Yes. If they didn't go with the obvious, which for to tell the audience, Carolyn, Caroline. Yeah, Car- Carolyn. Carolyn is in on it. Yeah, she is one of the terrorists. Travolta like puts it, he grabs the ring and puts it up to like a speaker and it and it d- yeah. does a little noise thing. And then Caroline's like, I guess I'm blown and grabs a gun and shoots Jonathan Rhys Myers and then runs off. Whereas 
what it what if like you know John Travolta really is just insane. Yeah. yeah. And he's just the bad guy or whatever. Okay. So can we talk about this next scene? Because this is when this movie clicked for me. We're almost at the end, by the way. We're at thirty-five minutes. Yeah. So, uh, Carolyn jumps out the window and starts like parkour running across the rooftops of Paris. Travolta fucking follows her. Mm-hmm. He is so stocky in this movie. And this is when I realized who he looks like. He looks like Joe Rogan in this movie. No, stop. He looks like Joe Rogan. <laughs> He's so much taller, though. He's taller, but he has, like, the build of Joe Rogan in this movie. Oh, my God. And when I just imagined Joe Rogan fucking sprinting across the rooftops of Paris, it got so funny to me. I started crying with laughter <laughs> watching this. What? Because Travolta's just, like, he's big and he's stocky, but he's, like, doing flips and, like, jumping off rooftops. Well, it's clearly just his stunt double. Oh, it's clearly the stunt double. But if you play along... <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, so... Yeah. Th- that's when they find out that these terrorists are trying to attack the French diplomat. Yeah, they find, Delegation or something. Yeah, they're gonna... Well, Travolta has the idea, like, we gotta find her. And uh, he finds the car on a freeway. And so he goes after her. And he leaves Jonathan Rise Myers to recover because he was shot. He was and shot, Myers, and he also just found out his... And then he, he, re- he discovers, he's like, there's something to my girlfriend. And he finds, like, a picture or a drawing of hers because she designs her own clothes that's established during the movie. And he finds <laughs> a sketch he drew of a burqa. Um, one he saw similar designs for in the Pakistani warehouse earlier because, you know, Middle Eastern terrorists are the obvious choice for this movie. Of course. Because that's exactly... The obvious answer always yeah. is what if other cultures... I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. No, no, no. Um, get into it. What if other cultures were always bad? This, this movie's playing into terrible stereotypes. Islamophobia. Islamophobia. Um, Chinese... Z- uh, what would... Xenophobia. Just general Chinese and Asian xenophobia. Yeah. Um, but so they... Myers, but it's your type of movie though, right? The action, yeah, kind of. Um, Let that be stated for the record. <laughs> Money, Money Plane's the best movie ever made. Prove me wrong. Um, it's why we're doing grammar school somewhere down the line. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Travolta starts chasing the yeah, car. Which is an extremely funny sequence. Uh, yeah, it's because like a highway chase. So it's a highway chase, like, done like low stakes it really it's kind of like watching the oj chase they aren't going that fast um but at some point Travolta grabs a bazooka in this car. yeah there's a bazooka in this car he, he grabs a bazooka out of the car this car has a sunroof but does he get out of the sunroof? he's not used the sunroof <laughs> instead he opens the side window of the passenger seat sits his ass like on the windowsill and sticks his whole ass upper body out of the window holding this bazooka. And As he the, gets a phone call. <laughs> gets a phone call. <laughs> no hands holding support. As this car is swerving in that traffic, he's just... <laughs> Clearly, flopping like... Flopping around. Yeah, wired into this car. Yes. <laughs> uh, he uses his other hand. One hand to hold the very light bazooka. The other one Pro- to hold a phone. The other... Bazooka probably weighs, like, what? Two pounds at most, maybe? It's, yeah, it's a very light piece. Very of light piece of machinery. Yeah. <laughs> he uses the other phone with the car, and that's when Jonathan Reismeyer is like, No, you have to understand. It's the attack on the delegation. Yeah. And Troll's like, Well, I'm, I'm going to finish cleaning up here. 
So Roz Myers runs off to the the delegation embassy thing. John Travolta's car go, drives up a hill. Yeah, he, he drives up a hill a with him still leaning out of it. He gets on a bridge, sees the car. Car's running towards the French diplomat convoy. Yeah, with a bomb in the back. With a bomb in the back. And he fires his bazooka and the car blows up right in front of the delegation. And the delegation just goes around. Yeah, they go around and continue the on way, to the embassy. There, there's a scene in this where like, be like, we gotta warn them, and then it's the French diplomat next to her well, it's, bodyguard. It's the American diplomat or the American diplomat with her bodyguard in the limo, and the guy gets called like, okay, all right, hangs up, goes to the American diplomat's like, we just got a credible threat, and we're advised to turn away, and she just looks at him and shakes her head no, and then he yeah. just he's keeps like, going. okay. It's like if a single gunshot's fired anywhere near sitting U.S. Center, like they're tackled to the ground and thrown into a bunker yeah uh whatever yeah so anyway we're now at the delegation yeah and jonathan rasmeyers is running through trying to find carol security's trying to stop him but security then... security pulls him aside and then his boss from the beginning of the movie yeah, is the like ambassador. hey that guy's my uh that he's... guy's my assistant why weren't you at work today and he's like there's a bomb in the building <laughs> <laughs> he's like we gotta clear everybody out and that's and when he like, finds caroline he does find caroline and she's in a, a burka with a suicide vest um great and he's just like, I know you don't want to do this. I know you love me. And then she reveals that she actually does want to do this. Uh, but he shoots her in the head before she can. And Travolta runs in and catches her. Yeah, and he runs in and catches her so the bomb doesn't go off. It admittedly would have been funny had he shot her and she fell and the bomb went off. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> adding insult to injury right there. Yeah. Um, or adding injury to insult, I suppose. Does the movie just end there? Is there anything that happens after the, that? The next scene is the delegation shows up and the thing continues as normal. Because the clock of bureaucracy keeps ticking, I guess, is what this movie maybe trying to say. I don't know. I don't think it's trying to say anything. Um, and Travolta and Wax um, become full-time partners. And they play chess on a tarmac. That's the end of the movie. Great. Uh, that's it. How'd this movie do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Yeah, so um, uh, funny movie. <laughs> some point parts some parts are very funny some points are very offensive a great 11 o'clock at uh, night viewing if you're curious uh smoke weed before watching this movie uh no get very drunk before watching this movie this, uh, is, a, this is a drinking movie oh i think it's a high movie get... a, no this is a cocaine movie yeah it's a cocaine movie yeah if you have any coke lying around do it uh so this movie comes out and immediately everyone involved starts talking really hot how they're gonna make this a franchise the plan was from Paris with love and then from London with love, from Prague with love, seemingly. Shut the fuck up. Uh, clearly did not happen. No, it did not. Uh, Travolta said he wasn't a big sequel person, but with this specific movie, he would love to do one. Uh, Wikipedia has the ultimate insult on this. It's this potential sequel, and it has that information I just read, and that says, as of June 2021, there's been no further information on the proposed sequel. Um. So this movie comes out in the U.S. on February 5th of 2010. It only takes $8 million in its opening weekend. Comes out number three. For February release, that's pretty rough. That's bad. Um, it's in the, open in the U.S. for about a, roughly a month. Oh, God. That's like five yawns yeah. you've just done in this episode. Only makes $24 million in the U.S. However, it did better overseas, specifically in France, with $28 million. Uh, which only puts it out to $52 million, um, which is exactly the amount of its budget. So it lost a fair bit of money. It got number four on the biggest box office flops of 2010. 
list. Did he get nominated for any Razzies? Uh, I don't think it was notable enough to be nominated for anything. It does have a pretty decent DVD sales, though. It sells 624,000 DVDs. And, um, Who's buying from Paris with love? Uh, <laughs> uh, blockbusters. Mm. This is like the end of the blockbuster era. Mm. Yeah. When DVDs were still like a thing, except for me. <laughs> Stuart's staring at my 4K shelf right now. Yeah. I'm really yeah, proud of it. Yeah. Uh, are we done? Yeah, that's basically it. It gets uh, savaged by critics. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes consensus is, though not without its charms, chief among them, John Travolta isn't dearly over-the-top performance. From Paris with Love is too muddled, disjointed to satisfy. Which seems exactly about what I'd say. Travolta being so over-the-top in this is actually comparably pretty entertaining. Yeah. Because the movie itself is not. Um, But at the end of the day, it's so dull that I can't you know Jeff you did probably 98% of the talking in this episode um, so do you want to finish that last 2% and wrap us out what was that do you want to finish the last 2% and wrap us out oh what last 2% of, of you talking oh the last thing I have to do at the end of every episode yeah, yeah this is an exciting episode for our listeners I'm sure they love this yeah <clears throat> sorry yeah uh, yeah, thank you folks for listening uh, to From Paris with Love. Thank God we didn't start the era on this movie. Yeah, thank God. This would have been such a dull way to start things off. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, thank you folks for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for our episode on Oliver Stone's Savages, joined by recurring guest Mark Tilly. Mark. He'll be back uh, next week Love for Mark. Savages. Yeah. Uh, but as always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. You can find us on... Um, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, and, and YouTube. You can follow, follow us, us on, on Twitter tra- or Instagram at TravoltingPod. You can email us TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Pop into, into our Reddit, r slash Travolting. You'd be, be the first. first. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jeff W. Sweeney. You can find Stuart, Stuart on Instagram at StuartElmer95. <laughs> and as always, <laughs> special thanks to Rebecca for graphic design, Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme music. Have a great, great week. week. It's talk so to you next time. <laughs> Cursed. <laughs> <laughs>